welcome everyone to episode 207 of the Nerd Extravaganza podcast, where we seldom trail far behind the latest cinematic trends. A little foreshadowing uh, for tonight's topic. That's what our audience really comes here for, my my witty foreshadowing. Uh, I'm Tom. I'm Brian. And I'm Cam. And tonight we'll be discussing trailers, namely those for uh, the new Star Wars movie, is it Rogue One? I keep wanting to call it Rogue Squadron, but it's Rogue One, right? Star Wars. A Star Wars story. Rogue One. Yeah. So there you go. A Star Wars story known as Rogue, Rogue One. And uh, Doctor Strange, which is uh, Marvel's new offering and apparently a fan favorite because it's got a lot, of, uh, a lot of what we call pop on the internet. So we'll be discussing those. But first, here's a little trailer of our own. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Thank you. End of trailer. (laughs) (laughs) And now on with the show without further ado. And Brian, why don't you kick us off with the weekly, geekly, geekly, weekly update. What have you been up to, man? Uh, Comic books. The the C-3PO comic came out this week. Kind kind of excited about that. I'm very anxious to find out why he has a red arm in the movie and why we're not supposed to recognize him. Um, ah. there's actually a lot of buzz, like, like, um, what do you call it? Poe Dameron came out last week and I mean, everybody's kind of excited about it, but fairly quiet release, maybe because people expected it to be good. And I don't know if people were like really looking forward to like the three PO comic book as much, but, uh, a lot of people were, like really surprised. It's apparently a very good story and, uh, we'll see. I, I have to read that. Uh, been working on the, the website, which is, is kind of exciting. That is coming right along, I'd say another week or so. And we'll have a cool. brand new fancy website for, for everybody. Excited about that. Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know. Once upon a time, I remember being excited about the current website and like, wow, it's cool. We have this. <laughs> and yeah. I'm happy to get rid of it now. Like, <laughs> I guess times change. Mm. Um, playing Black Desert a lot, which is is kind of weird because you can auto travel. It's almost like fast travel in uh, Skyrim or something, but it's not fast. Like your character actually runs with without you at the controls, but it still takes like 15 minutes to cross, you know, from one city to the next or whatever. So a lot of free time during that. And I've been kind of researching um, cosplay and armor and how to make uh, hmm. for that. I, I don't necessarily want to cosplay anything at MegaCon, but I'd kind of like to have something made by then. Just, you know, whatever, as a goal, something neat. I was thinking, I have no idea where I'd get good reference for this, but I was thinking of uh, Valis armor. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. I guess the old, well, no, not the old Turbo Graphics covers. That was, those were bad. Um, maybe some of the original Japanese artwork. I yeah, guess. I'd have to like dig that up. Yuko was her name, right? Char and Yuko. Yeah, Yuko. I'll, I'll look. Cool, man. So, uh, kind of semi-related story to our past, or regarding our past, to talk about when I get to my turn. But, um, so current new books are Poe and C-3PO. Well, Poe last week, 3PO this week, um, a new uh, 
issue of Darth Vader came out this week, but that's not like a new book, you know? Okay. So. Got to make sure I'm up to date. I'm still behind on the reading, but I got to make sure yeah. I collect them all because God knows some rare character makes an appearance. You'll never get a first edition. The, um, I, I'm pretty, pretty happy with the, the, the covers lately. The n- normal cover, the not expensive cover for 3PO is, is really killer. Um, cool. So at least, you know, they're making it a little bit easier to collect neat things instead of like, have some crap cover and then the good ones one in 50. Yeah. I, I haven't been dissatisfied with the artwork. Some of the variants are awesome, but there's only so much I'm willing to pay for a stupid hobby that I don't need to have. Uh, anything else, man? That's, that's about everything. All right. Looking forward to that new site. It does look great. And uh, Cam, with that said, over to you, man. What have you been up to? Oh man, um, had some family stuff to deal with. I had a wedding this past weekend. I took the companion to that, but uh, it wasn't really geeky or nerdy, unfortunately. Um, but other than that, um, went to the Tate's semi-annual sale. That was actually kind of last week, but I just forgot to mention it in my uh, update last week. But I got a bunch of stuff, really good stuff, uh, super cheap. Got a bunch of really cool figs um, and some other uh, some other cool things. It was actually my companion's first Tate's sale, which is for those that don't live in South Florida, it's a very large comic hobby yep. novelty shop down here that they have these awesome tent sales once a year uh, or semi-annually, I guess. Um, so I got some good stuff there. Um, I've uh, been playing a lot of tabletop games, like always, doing a lot of trading on Board Game Geek. I got some really cool trades. I got Fury of Dracula, the first edition, oh. uh, which has these really cool like pewter uh, figures. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, lap dance, which I prominently displayed last <laughs> week. Uh, I was able to score, uh, a bunch of promos for that on board game geek that came actually yesterday, which is pretty cool. Um, and, uh, let's see what, uh, what, what else geeky have I been doing? Um, oh, I've been constructing my new, uh, uh, upstairs loft gaming studio play media area nice uh and that's coming along quite well i think by next week's episode uh, i was hoping to get it this week but by next week's episode uh that's where i will be broadcasting from and um we'll also be uh, hopefully doing all of our other video content from in terms of our uh uh you know game reviews and all, all stuff like that um and then just in advance i want to let everyone know you know tabletop day is the 30th it's coming up soon and by the time this, well, we're airing on the 13th, but you know, by the time the audio podcast comes out, it'll only be about a week and a half, two weeks yep. until uh, uh, April 30th, International Tabletop Day. Don't forget about that um, at the Adventure Game Store down here in South Florida. Make sure you, uh, if you're in the area, you stop by. Uh, it's in Davie, Florida. And um, yeah, I think that's about it for my Geekly Weekly. Nice, man. Sounds like lots going on. Yeah. Oh, and I, I pounded my companion in uh, Ticket to Ride. <laughs> no match for me. I uh, I thought she was your match in all in all games. I'm, <laughs> she she's a match in many other areas, but Ticket to Ride, she gets schooled. <laughs> Good job. Okay, that brings it around to me, and uh, I haven't yeah been up to much. Just up here in Seattle, went to the Emerald City Comic Con. Eh. No, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> um, it's awesome, and like. This week, 
this year, I don't mind saying it was basically just a big shopping mall for my companion and I, like, you know, which are nothing wrong with that. Like lots of awesome stuff to buy and see. Uh, there were panels, there were some celebrities, but you know, the line for the signings and, and the panels, they, they just get really out of hand. And I, I mean, I'm willing to wait in line at theme parks, but conventions, I just don't have the patience for it. And, uh, I also don't really get celebrities. Like, you know, I know who they are and I like their work, but I don't really see the appeal of like shaking their hand and getting a photo, uh, maybe as a memento, but, uh, I've never really gone for that. Thankfully, neither does my companion. And so we, we basically just went around checking out all of the awesome stuff that the various vendors had. And I picked a few things up. I'm going to, uh, show and describe for the benefit of both our video and audio, uh, fans, let's say, I can't say listeners or viewers. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So have a, did they have like a pretty big artist alley or was it like, Oh yeah. 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 Just like, it was, it was huge. Um, huge artist alley, huge vendor space. Like it's in the same convention center where they hold packs. So there's lots of space. And I mean, you, you don't want to walk away from a, from a booth. Like everybody has something you want. I could like break myself in this place. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I did not, but I picked up a few cool things uh, along the way. So I'll just briefly go over a few of them. Uh, first, and this is for the benefit of our audio listeners, uh, I have a, I'm showing a t-shirt and I believe it is by a company called Steam Crow and it's a Tesla soda shirt basically with Nikolai Tesla and, uh, he's advertising a soft drink if I recall correctly. Nice. Yeah. He's holding a, he's holding a bottle there on the, on the t-shirt. So really cool. It's in, it's in red, not normally a color I would wear, but, uh, decided to, decided to branch out. I like it. Uh, apologies to our audio and video listeners for all the crinkling. That was in a bag, and so is this next monstrosity uh, that I'm about to show. Um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it is a gigantic slime, uh, plush slime from Dragon Quest. I do love Dragon Quest. Fits nicely on the head. And um, I guess I guess it's a pillow, but I walked around with it on my head for a while after I bought it. Um, it's pretty giga- it's pretty gigante and uh, pretty awesome too. So um, also not something an adult man like me needs, but you never can have enough <laughs> slime paraphernalia. I guess can't wait to unpack him when I get home. Um, for my companion, I don't have the actual article on me, but I bought an adorable little creature known as a seedling. By an artist who I actually, I think, Instagrammed last year when I was at the convention. And they are these cute little creatures with either pine cone or, like, acorn heads. And they're either they're either giving you these, like, sad puppy dog eyes or they're smiling. Either pose you choose. They are really cute and you will want to take one home. And my companion, as I predicted, wanted one as soon as she saw one. And so we, <laughs> we got her one. They are really cool. Um, I think it's... Little Brigade is, yeah, Little Brigade is the name of the vendor. The artist's name eludes me at the moment, but um, check them out. Check out Seedlings. They're super cute. And let's see, I think I have another t-shirt I'd like to show off. Uh, I actually don't recall from what vendor this was. It was, um, I'll have to get it up for the show notes, but, and you can't quite make it out, but it's this kind of uh, Seattle-themed shirt with like a, a robotic theme. I was like, color is pretty. I'll take one. Um, pretty awesome. And they didn't have it in a, a massive size I require. So I'm gonna have to lose weight, which is uh, <laughs> a laudable goal. 
<laughs> under any circumstance. So all of those things and held back on one thing that I really have been eyeing uh, because they offer these things in a box that says adoptions with a price. And they're these little tentacle, they're these little tentacle kitties. And they're basically little plush kittens with uh, with tentacles. But my companion, we exercise restraint thanks to her. Apart from that, we got a whole bunch of art to put up on our walls. I got her some cool jewelry, and she has a really cool art book she got, I believe, from the same booth where I got that T-shirt I just showed with the cool robotic Seattle theme. However, that book is being used to hold up my laptop as we record here at the temporary Red Door <laughs> studio in Seattle, so I cannot show it, but uh, it is cool. Take my word for it. And that's it. Like, um, I think we could probably do an episode on why they don't just have a geek mall with nothing but this stuff for sale. I'm guessing it, the novelty would wear off and people wouldn't be so apt to spend, you know what I mean? But Well, it would have like a huge first like month and right. then everybody would be broke and not, not able to shop at it. Again, so. <laughs> right, right, right. People can come and spend because they've waited all year for this thing. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, well, it's sort of, that's sort of what they have at the, well, it used to be called Festival Bay. I don't know if it's the same one. I, I don't know if that's what they call it now in Orlando where Gods and Monsters is. Oh, that mall? Uh, yeah. That in, it's like a indoor indie. It's basically just a uh, Brian, you've been there. It's like, like yeah. a, just an indoor artist out. The whole mall is like an artist alley almost. There's very few actual stores anymore. It's just a whole bunch of like people with their wares set up. You know, you go one place and find really cool like stencil art and then go to the next place and it's like honey. <laughs> you can buy like honey. The next place you can buy like beeswax candles. Like, you know, it's just a bunch of really weird, cool stuff. And the sad and lonely soap vendor in the corner being ignored. Yeah. <laughs> By the people that most need the soap, right? Right. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I Permanence might take away some of the magic for people. True. I don't know. I like to yeah. think I would go, I would be a regular patron. Uh, I would definitely be broke. I imagine consistent stock is kind of difficult too. Oh yeah, so it's something different every time you go back. Well, I mean, you know, it probably takes a while to make art, to make the jewelry, to make the you know. I mean, I don't know about t-shirts. That probably doesn't take a whole lot of time. But that might be a good thing though, because people go back and there's new merch always on offer. Um, Anyway, look for the Ganza Marketplace to debut soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you hit it on the head, though, Tom. I think when we go to Artist Alley, we all want to feel like we got that one-of-a-kind item. Yep. When in reality, we didn't. <laughs> I mean, 99.999 times out of 100, we didn't. But, I mean, at least we feel like we did. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you just keep going back and you see the same thing you just bought two weeks ago up there, you know, for sale again, it's like, uh. Yeah, you'd have to really the, do the luster. Yeah, the luster wears off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you went back and the thing you wanted was no longer there, you'd be like, you'd be trained to, you better buy while you can. You know, you don't know if it's going to be here. So, uh, yep. anyway, I thought maybe we could discuss that in a future episode. But that's it, man. Emerald City Comic Con. Really cool. Awesome cosplay. I took some photos. Um, probably throw them up on social media, but I'd like to have some fodder for the new uh, photo gallery I know we've discussed on the new and improved website in coming weeks. So, Probably still throw some stuff up in our social media. Um, man, the cos people really never fail to impress me with their cosplay. Like, it's really crazy what they do. Um, I, I love the mashups that people are doing. Like, some people are just so creative that now that everybody's dressing up as a character, that's not enough anymore. Now they have to do, like, 
slave Leia Disney princesses or Disney princess Mario characters or it, it's unreal. It's cool. It's cool. Well, technically, Slave Leia. Leia is a Disney princess now. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. I, I was told that by like a 10-year-old. Like she was, she, <laughs> she knew all the Disney princesses and then she, and Leia at the time was the newest one. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah, she's a princess. Disney owns Star Wars. And I'm like, okay, you got it. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> but, you know, that's when it struck me that Slave Leia is kind of problematic because like these little girls now like Leia and they look up to her and then there she is in like a, bikini you know chained to a space slug that's kind of <laughs> not to be like mr pc which i am not but um i i, I see why disney might want to downplay that particular uh, incarnation of leia absolutely didn't we do a story where like there's no more like they're not like having those like they're getting all those toys off the market no more so. official slave leia merchandise yeah. ever which Again, I get that you don't want to have it on the shelf next to Ray and BB-8, but they could probably do a line for adults. You know, there are some adult elements of Star Wars, and people like that character and whatever. I'm sure they'll edit her. They'll edit, they'll edit her out of their future releases of the movie, or they'll. <laughs> I think they did talk about that. Oh God, that's dumb. Anyway, um, we can get into a discussion of that some other time, maybe off the air. We don't want to lose our audience. <laughs> <laughs> uh with that said though let's uh let's jump over to news news with cam it's news with cam at seven <laughs> the news extravaganza with cam i am here uh and i'm ready to deliver you some amazing news um now you guys uh tom you are a well i think brian you as well i am not so much but i, I think you guys both are really into public transit right you oh yeah to take public transit whenever yep. possible and um, I've been on these before. I used to live in the Northeast, and they had them even back when that then. Um, the the so called quiet trains or quiet cars or quiet areas of whatever public transportation you're on, where people aren't allowed to use their cell phone or you know whatever, mm. listen listen to loud music or talk or whatever. Well, a Chicago man um, took this to a whole new level. I guess he was upset that people weren't adhering to the social contract of the quiet area. And so he built a cell phone jammer. And so he basically would just whip it out and turn it on. <laughs> and everyone's electronics just basically died. Oh, man. Um, just to make sure that he had a very quiet ride on the train. Um, and so he got busted. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's any charges or anything pending. Technically, that's like violation of like FCC Correct. rule, you know. I don't think he's getting busted for that, but um, uh, supposedly he got it from China and it wasn't like he like created or anything, but like he got it from China and just basically used it. But I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Like, you know, he's like a 63 year old accountant and it's almost like a, Hey kids, get off my lawn. Like kind of thing. Wear headphones. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, they, they do make noise canceling headphones, but I understand the impulse cam. I mean, Back when Brian and I worked at the game store in the mall, we would get these people come in. They'd go and they just slam slam their merchandise down. They're yak, 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 yakking on the phone. And like my dream was to have like a button under the desk. I could just push to like end their call. Like, sorry to end your call. Like we're transacting business now. Like, cause I, I yeah. find so I, people with cell phones are like animals, but uh, yeah, you cannot jam devices. 
Yeah. No, 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 no word on whether or not he's going to get any um, charges against him or fines, but um, he probably will. They're saying in this article because he, uh, I guess he did the same thing back in 2009 and got actually got busted for it by the cops. Hmm. So, you know, given he that given that he is a repeat offender, I think they may come down on him. Those are actually really serious laws, too, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, just think about it. Like, what if someone was, like, got injured or something yeah. or got hurt and you needed to call for help? Or, you know, like, you can really hurt somebody that way. Yeah, and who knows what else you're jamming besides cell phones with this. Right, you know, yeah. Well, somebody's sure pacemaker. Really cares about. Right. Know, well, that and, like, no, I mean, I think the government's probably like, well, you know, we're bugging you, so how, you can't jam that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so speaking of repeat offenders, ransomware, who we speak about pretty often mm-hmm. on this podcast, because we love you guys and we never want you to hack us. Um, we just like to, you know, get you out there into the media. Um, uh, they've come up with some new fun ransomware uh, that they're shooting out to everyone. Um, you guys remember the movie, the, the Saw movies with Jigsaw? Yeah. yeah. And Billy, the little crazy guy on the tricycle with like the spiral like <laughs> cheeks and whatever. Um, that is apparently their newest iteration of ransomware. Um, before it was just like, okay, you know, we've got your stuff. We're going to delete your files if you don't send us like, you know, 200 bucks in Bitcoin in the next whatever, you know, couple days. Now Jigsaw ups the ante and says, hey, would you like to play a game? <laughs> um, if you cannot send us, if you do not send us Bitcoin within the next 24 hours, we're going to delete 1,000 of your files. And then for every, you know, hour after that, we're going to delete another thousand. So it really like ups the ante and like puts the pressure on you to send them money to release your files. Oh, um, wow. So, so they, they, be careful when, yeah, what you're downloading. They, they've got your, they've got your files encrypted. And regardless of whether you're online or not, there's a timer that's going to just wipe them. Yes. The, the timer is counting down. Jigsaw, you know, the, the little face of Billy is just sitting there oh my. Like, ha, 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 laughing at you and telling you, all right, you got this much time. <laughs> the counter's counting down. Better send us some money. And uh, uh, your, your files I, are, are being destroyed. I have to admit it's like, it's kind of cool in a way, but that would, I would be pissed and kind of impressed at the same time if that happened. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, okay, you got me for 150 bucks. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, uh, so, okay. Let's move on over to, um, other people getting screwed over. Um, the Oculus Rift has decidedly botched their launch of shipments. Mm. What happened? Um, they are going to be delayed for months and months and months. Ouch. Um, some people are getting them. Some people are not getting them. Apparently, the people that are getting screwed the worst are the early adapters, the ones that like backed on Kickstarter very in the very beginning. That's funny. They're not getting theirs um, first. No, the like they had all these pre-orders, and I guess like the way they set up their fulfillment system. Um, there, I guess the people that ordered, uh, from pre-ordered on Kickstarter are getting theirs from a different place than the other oh. people that like ordered on pre-order a couple months ago when it first came out and, or, or, you know, for a retail sale. So all these other people are getting them and these Kickstarter people are not going to get theirs until like June, July, August. That sucks. Wow. I know, I know. Um, so, and they, they basically released a statement that says Kickstarter backers were changing our order history to show TBD instead of the date as the date that was applicable to the time in which we imported your orders. We've already fulfilled a large number of orders and more are being fulfilled on a regular basis. Your risks are coming from a different location, basically, which has caused the backup. Mm. So what they have done, which is kind of a paltry, uh, you know, uh, action in my, in my opinion, is they waived the, the, they're basically refunding them their, their, uh, their shipping costs. 
But I mean, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, okay, so you're, you're not charging me. You're, you're giving me back 20, 30 bucks, but I've got to wait four, four, six months. And all my friends are playing with their Oculus Rift. Uh, you, you, know? have, you have to wonder like, if that decision's not like, you know, we have this lower cost source, but they're going to take longer to get online. We already have these people's money versus retail units we're shipping that we're making a profit on, you know, yeah, yeah, I, sure. that decision had to be made at some point to like screw these guys. Cause we're getting, we already have their cash. Right. Yeah. And that, and that sort of segues into the other, which I wasn't even going to bring up, but I have to bring up because Brian, you and I talked about this last night and it just burns the shit. Out of me. <laughs> um, the, the Kickstarter for um, the tabletop game for ghostbusters was like one of the biggest debacles ever Mm. on Kickstarter because of, uh, of cool, cool, mini, uh, cool. What is it? Cooler, cool. Cool. Mini cool or not. Uh, yep. I should know. Yeah. Um, they took, they made, they made millions and millions of dollars on this Kickstarter and they absolutely botched it in terms of like getting p- their backers, the games. P- I mean, the game was like out in retail for months before a lot of their backers got their games. Um, and then when they got the games, the games were awful. I mean, that game sucks. I'm sorry. Like, cool mini or not, like, I hope I'm not, like, destroying a sponsor, like, possibility ever. But, like, whatever. Let's be honest. Like, that game sucks. And the minis are terrible. The the production quality sucks. The game sucks. Like, it just sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. In a lot of and, people's um, opinion. Right. And so you paid over $100 for this game. And then you can buy that game now for like 40 bucks anywhere. That sucks. You know? and, and with all the extras, with everything that you, you know, there's, you know, the so-called exclusives or whatever, you can get that game so cheap now and you didn't even get it before retailer, like mm. retail people got it. So, okay, that happens. I get it. People make mistakes. I'm willing to say cool mini or not. Okay. Learn from that experience and then whatever. Well, they're never going to learn when they just put up two days ago, their Ghostbusters two <laughs> campaign and they have already made like a gajillion dollars. It was like funded in like I mean, six minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They they within like the first like twenty four hours, they're like already at like a million, like so much money. Uh, and I mean, people just aren't learning. People just people are just throwing money at bullshit. Yeah, I don't blame. I don't blame the. I mean, I do to a certain extent blame the people delivering the the not so quality product, but people are going for it. So I don't, you know, consumers are to blame. Yeah. Ultimately, I mean, the only yeah, the only way they're going to learn is if you hit them in the pocket, and it's not working if you're just going to keep throwing copious amounts of cash at them for giving you subpar and sh- shitty products and service. I swear it's to like, God, I thought Ghostbusters Two was an April Fool's joke. <laughs> yeah, no, and and it's so funny. It's a again, it's a hundred dollars for this bot, and the only thing that you're getting really is like you're getting like a limited edition glow in the dark box, like mm. an ectoplasm green, like dice that glow or something like that it's ridiculous uh but if you want to throw your money away head on over to kickstarter and back them wow um uh speaking of getting screwed over uh there is um so uh rockstar games grand theft auto huge everyone loves it i love it everyone loves it um the guys that founded that uh that that company um the hauser brothers sam and dan hauser I guess they founded it with this other person, Leslie Benzies. And um, I can't tell if Leslie is a, a man or a woman. I, I, I don't want to uh, you know offend anyone if it's a woman. Um, but Benzies, we'll call him or her, um, apparently took a sabbatical after Grand Theft Auto V launched. And well, that's what everyone, that was the story. 
Uh, turned out to be a 17-month sabbatical. Um, and then now we're finding out that the reason why it was a sabbat or was said to be a sabbatical was not really a sabbatical, but I guess the Housers were trying to force Benzies out of the company. Oh. To the tune of $150 million not being paid to Benzies. Uh, and so, you know, uh, understandably, Benzies is upset and has been suing Rockstar Games and uh, the, the brothers and uh, Take-Two Entertainment. There's a couple other, you know, uh, involved entities. And um, that lawsuit is just started and uh, it's going to be ongoing. So, I mean, it's a lot of money at stake, big games at stake. A uh, big company at stake, so it's in the uh, U.S. District Court right now. So I'll follow that and make sure I report back to you guys on the legal front uh, with what's going on at Rockstar and uh, the Grand Theft Auto franchise. Apparently, hmm. Benzies is owed all you know a bunch of money in terms of royalties for that game because uh, he or she is really the one that pushed that to launch and, and made it such a success. Um, so we'll see. So Cam, without having any knowledge, I, I won't expect that you'll be able to give any details, but. Clearly, they feel like they have some um, legitimate reason not to pay this individual and to try to force this individual out of the company, right? I mean, they wouldn't just do this to be dicks. You wouldn't put, like, your company in danger. You'd be surprised, man, in my, you know, in my career since 2002, I've seen just greed is a really, really big <laughs> motivator. And okay. People just don't care. Sometimes people just don't care. They're just like, okay, sue us, you know? Sue us. You want your money? Sue us. We owe you $150 million? Okay, even if you do sue us, maybe we'll settle for, for a, you know, a third of that with you. Which you, you know? then have or, to or, – or that's, or that's what they're thinking. Yeah, and, and we're going we're gonna to pound you with lawyers until you, know, you, you submit basically. Mm. Yeah, and then you have to pay your own legal staff for what you get right. at that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm. So, I mean, it's a business decision a lot of times. It's like, well, we could pay this guy hundred for you know, this person $150 million, or we can just screw him over in court, pay him $50 million pay our lawyers, you know, 10 million and we get out, you know, we've got a net $90 million profit, Ugh. you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I guess there was like, you know, it says, you know, in, in the article that I guess there was like a lot of resentment between the brothers that the brother, that this person Benzies was making more money than the brothers and receiving the same compensation. But you know, you sh then you shouldn't have made that deal in the first place. Right. That's, know? that's what I don't get. Like, I, I mean, yeah. I, I understand exactly what you're saying. You've, you've explained this before that, yeah, there's their settlement and there's a business decision and you, you could, you know, you can come out a certain way. But if you're entitled to a certain percentage of the pie per your agreement, that's what you should get in my in my simple world. And unless I guess unless you were a total fuck up and did no work in exchange for your share or something. Right. Um, right. Which I mean, apparently they, they even like like froze Bendy's out like they like sh sh he or she showed up to go to work and like <laughs> key card didn't work. And they're like, wow. yeah, peace out. Maybe you're not. You're, wow. you're not even allowed in the building. Um, so, but, um, and not only that, but these guys are ballsy enough to the, the Hauser brothers, uh, did a, uh, like their, their, uh, counterclaim. They, they've like, you know, they're countersuing, uh, Benzies basically saying, well, you know, uh, you left the company without good reason and you're not entitled to any of this money. And so it's getting pretty ugly. And, um, but I will say that Benzies hired a, a law firm called Lock Lord, which is they're they're pretty hardcore. Like they're 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 really prestigious and they're they're a really good law firm. So Rock Lord, Lock L O C K E Lock Lord Lord L O R D E. They actually even sound pretty cool. They sound hardcore. <laughs> yeah, like, Lock Lord. Got two words Lock for you. Lord. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's uh, <coughs> that's on the legal front. 
Um, just two more quick ones. Um, I guess uh, now they're going to have, inst- you know, like they have these breathalyzers in cars where, you know, you, you have to blow on them before you can start the car for like repeat yep. uh, booze offenders. Well, now they have a textalizer that will be able to determine whether or not you were texting while, you know, while driving or while, you know, in an accident or something like that. New York is on the vanguard of that. And so if you're in New York and you're texting, you better watch out. If you cause an accident, they, uh, they might, uh, you know, they might be able to find out with their textalizer. They should, uh, the car should drive you to a ditch. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally in, uh, in some good news, um, an Icelandic company, um, has come up with a biodegradable bottle made out of algae while there's liquid inside of it it's solid but as soon as the the, the bottle is empty it begins to dissolve oh. and it's it's made out of algae and so as soon as it as soon as you're done with it it just immediately starts to biodegrade and you know within a, a very short amount of time it's back to the earth basically that's cool yeah so it's a you know don't know yet if it's a you know viable alternative to plastic but we need something obviously because plastic is just choking us off choking us out basically yeah it's bad news man seriously so yeah i figured i'd end on a high note with some uh with some good news and uh you know it's it's i try to segue in with uh, a little bit with the doctor strange you know because it's sort of if you look at the picture in the article it's sort of like a magic shrinking bottle like you, if you they have like a time lapse thing and uh, hopefully that leads us into doctor strange it does and uh yeah i'll take that as a segue that that leads us into <laughs> doctor strange and um yeah let's tackle that trailer first so before we get into it i should ask are either of you big fans of the comic? I have about 60 Doctor Strange comics from when I was a kid. Okay. I, I, I enjoyed Doctor Strange, yeah, when I was a kid. Not, okay. He wasn't def- definitely wasn't in my like top five, maybe not even top ten, but I, I did enjoy Doctor Strange. Mm. What about you, Brian? No, I don't think I've ever read anything. Like I, I mean, yeah. I'm aware of the character, and I'm sure I've played in some video games or whatever, but I don't, I've never really read a book. That's more or less my position too. So um, I think as nerds, we're supposed to claim knowledge of things. You know, I know every bit of the backstory, but no, I'll cop to that one. I, I was a so-so comic reader growing up. I knew certain uh, franchises and properties and characters, and I knew, again, knew of that character, but uh, can't claim intimate knowledge. So Cam, you are the expert for purposes of parsing out the, the trailer. It's certainly like. not an certainly not an expert, but um, you know there was a series of comics back when we were younger. Like it was called What If. It was like a What If. Can't yep. remember where it was like What If. Yep. Wolverine didn't do this or whatever, and it shows you sort of like alternate timelines or storylines or whatever. And that sort of got Doctor Strange featured pretty prominently in, in several of those, and that's sort of what got me into him. Um, but uh, what I like about Doctor Strange is that it took you away from the mutant sort of thing or mm-hmm. like the metahuman or whatever they're calling it now um, area where if you look at Batman, Batman's just a regular dude. Like you could, yep. I mean, obviously he's a billionaire playboy, but like, you know, he has the, you know, he's just a guy. Like you could put someone in a bat suit and conceivably he could do what Batman did. The mutants, they were uh, mutated by whatever, you know, whatever it was in the, in the, whether it was Darwinian or whether it was, uh, you know, Three Mile Island or whatever, you know, they, they mutated and they got these powers. Doctor Strange is a 
purely supernatural uh, hero, if you want to call it, for lack of a better term. So instead of having these, you know, abilities given to him either by uh, nature, nurture, uh, or nature, science, yep. whatever, he is somehow now in the realm of the supernatural. And so I'm really excited to see how Marvel deals with that. And you can see a lot of that in the trailer where it's sort of his, he was a doctor. He helped a lot of people with his hands. He helped a lot of people with science that was taken away from him. And now he's forced to look at the supernatural. So do you think that they will just let magic be magic? Or do you think they're going to try to explain it away with like magic knights, like little, you know, nanites that are in the atmosphere that, you know, some alien left here or something crazy, stupid like that? I don't know. You know, it looks, I mean, just from the trailer and I'm just going on the trailer cause I hate spoilers. I, I only watched the trailer just because for the, for the show, yep, yep. um, just going off the trailer. It just, it looks like it's very like far East mysticism. You know what I'm saying? So maybe they'll have some sort of like, Oh, well, yeah. Okay. It, it, this really was some like alien tech left behind by whatever that was causing this or whatever. But, uh, it looks to me like, you know, he's like, traveling to the far east and trying to figure out how to you know harness this you know magical power or supernatural power i hope it's just magic i don't want it to have an ex i don't want it to be midichlorians you know right right this is marvel cinematic universe right marvel yeah no but i mean like officially like cinematic universe like yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean they 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 have gods and they have like other magical beings maybe they'll they'll stick to just pure magic I hope so. I see. They definitely they didn't like knock you over the head with it, but I felt like the Asgardians were portrayed as aliens, like they're powerful aliens from another world. And you call like us a different dimension. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you refer to us as gods, but okay. So I'll, I'm willing to ha- let them kind of hand wave away the bat mysticism. But I I hope this is just magic. I don't know. I think that would be cool. It's it's really fascinating. Like. I, you are the person I have known longest in the world and our, our viewpoints are so different. I really thought they were just trying to explain like how you can call Thor a god, but I mean, he is a, a god as most people know it could just, you're, I win, you know, like I oh, thought they yeah. were trying to explain that away. Like I'm not really like a god. I'm like this other, you know, like I didn't think they were trying to diminish that really. I just thought they were trying to like justify not being super, super powerful. Omnipotent. Yeah. Okay. That's actually, that's an interesting take on it, Brian. I didn't think about it. They were, they were, uh, setting expectations, I guess. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, I I think especially with people who don't go into comics, you say like, this guy is a magician. Oh, like Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How do you explain that? How do you explain it? I don't know. Cam, is the character like a wizard, basically, or what's the deal? Yeah, I mean, he is a... uh, uh, Yeah, I mean, if you want to call it a wizard, yeah. I mean, he basically practices, like, the dark arts. He's sorcerer, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a difference between a wizard and a sorcerer. I should... (laughs) Yeah, he's not like Gandalf, but he's like... like, He he conjures, you know, these powers. Okay. Um, well, I have hope. I have hope that this will be a little bit, this will be something different. It'll be a chance for me to get to know this character better and, and maybe, 
yeah, somebody that doesn't have the uh, superhuman or alien origin for their powers. That, that could be cool. That could be really cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's like, it's, and I think they sort of allude to it in the trailer. Like, you know, he was like a talented neurosurgeon and then his hands get all effed up. And then he seeks like this knowledge from all these other sorcerers, like around in the different Marvel, you know, in the different Marvel world. And he basically just becomes a sorcerer himself. Cool. Yeah. And it it definitely is showing at the beginning of the trailer that he is a man of science and skeptical about mysticism, as you indicated. So um, that should be some interesting character development. And uh, then he'll be in the next Avengers movie. So we're done. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The cast of Avengers movies is ballooning to an, at an uncomfortable rate already to be for the record. So um, they're like, yeah, they're, they're multiplying very quickly. Anyway, uh, yeah, okay. So, Doctor Strange, anything else you guys want to say about that? I'm looking forward to it. I I don't uh, know a whole lot about it or anything, but that that trailer looks like a movie like that I would watch. I mean, if you just called him like Guy Weird or something like that, like I would still be interested. Like this this looks like a, a, a cool thing that people can enjoy. Yeah, I think even if it wasn't part of the Marvel. Uh, cinematic universe if this was just a standalone movie and that trailer aired i'd be like this looks cool i'll go check this out all right awesome so i think we're all uh maybe not so cautiously optimistic about this one at least from the trailer it looks good well plus i mean you know benedict cumberbatch i think he'll do he'll do well with it oh yeah that guy uh he can act he's actually good at the acting yeah it's easy for me too like how bad can it be i have no expectations true yeah, it's not like it's The Hobbit or something, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> it didn't live up to the book. I never read a book. I don't care. I mean, yeah, yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna prep yourself by doing any reading beforehand, Brian, or just go in knowing nothing? Ah, uh, no, I'll probably just go in no- knowing nothing. I'm not gonna like look up any old books or anything. Yeah, me too. It's it's nice to go in as a uh, content virgin sometimes, and I, I will maintain my Doctor Strange virginity until I see the film. So should be good. And speaking of virgins, nothing screams virgin like Star Wars, right? So <laughs> uh, let's segue uh, seamlessly into a discussion of what is it? Rogue One, a Star Wars tale, Brian? A Star Wars story. Story. Okay. All right. Um, it The trailer looks great. They seem to know how to make these Star Wars movies. Looks awesome. I watched it just before we – I watched it again just before we did the episode and – you know, this isn't the most masculine thing to, to admit or whatever, but the piano, like, rendition, mm. uh, I yes. fucking teared up. That is just so killer. It's it's yeah. everything that we're used to Star Wars, just different. And, and I love that whole idea. It, it is our Star Wars, but it's different. Yeah, I hope with these... With these in-between movies, in-between the major installments, they, they, they have a little... I mean, they ha- each stands alone with a, a, a tone all its own. I would like that. And at least from, yeah, the piano got me. Just the overall tone of this movie seemed like it, you know, it, it still fits with the broader Star Wars universe, but it's on its own in a way. I don't know. This movie seemed to be standing on its own two legs in terms of the way it felt. I don't know how else to put it. I think this is... We don't know for sure, but in, seriously... Seven, probably eight, I'm sure nine are, are Skywalker stories, hmm. right? I mean that that's what we're used to in For these sure. movies. 
There's yeah. no Skywalkers in this. Yeah, this is the unsung heroes of the rebellion, if you will, the people who actually made it possible to destroy the Death Star. Um, and right, that is what I read from the trailer. That's what the consensus is. Am I off base? That is what this is about, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I think these are the guys that are like spies to get the uh, to, to, well to help get the plans. Okay, and. Um, the- the the good people the lot of good people that died to get them the plans yeah. of the Death Star. <laughs> well, when I first when I first heard of what this was about, even before I'd seen the trailer, I was reading trailer spoilers. If that's a thing, I was like, oh cool, we get to see Bothans, and then I remembered, oh no, that was the second Death Star that the Bothans died for. <laughs> so no Bothans, uh, just people, just humans. Oh wait, Bothans are people too. Oh, that was that was space racist of me. Bothan <laughs> lives matter. Yes. Um. But this should be good. I think, uh, I, all in all, I thought I thought it looked really cool. It, the, what's with all the big name actors rolling in too? Like that was out of nowhere, was it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's I, I I is Forrest Whitaker a villain or a good guy? It sounds like he's a good guy, an antihero type guy. I don't know. Well, do I I I think this is really interesting because. It opens up a lot of room for like like people not involved in good guy bad guy. Mm. I mean, seriously, mm. no matter who you are, if you're not involved in the rebellion and the empire shows up and starts shooting, are you going? Oh well, my time's up. I'm going to die. Or are you going to start yeah. shooting back? Good point. Good point. Yeah. Um. So you think that he that he may represent a character who's sort of in a, in a gray zone, perhaps, Brian, or you're, you're hoping? I, I kind of hope so. That's the tone I get from the movie. Like, I don't think this is going to be spaceship battles with, you know, the general here and the moth in that ship and fighting. I think this is going to be, like, very gritty, like, almost, I guess they call it Fringer in, in the world. Like, mm-hmm. Fringer kind of stuff where... People have to go undercover. People have to sneak, and they can't just fight. And it looks, it looks like there could be a lot of gray area, a lot of like gritty subterfuge. And, and I mean, even uh, what's her name? It's not Jan. It's uh, Janice, Jonah, Jonah, the hero. Yeah, the hero, the heroine. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, she she struck you as a troubled youth that that the rebellion was trying to set straight and give her a, a purpose. So kind uh, of, but I mean, she's not really a rebel, is she? I mean, she's kind of like a conscript. Yeah, or, or almost a merc. Like it seems like they were talking her into it. Yeah. Um, is she yeah, maybe like if she was like had done all those things? Like, all right, here's your here's your choice. You know, do this or go to wherever go to rebel prison. And even yeah. her response is yes, sir. Like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I'm a rebellious teen. This is a rebellion. Come on now. Um, that actress, look, I'm I'm not good with stars. Like I know Forrest Whitaker, like, okay. But I don't know this actress and she seems like I've seen her in other stuff, the the, the main hero. Felicity um, Jones? Yeah, is that her yeah. name? Yeah, she was in The Theory of Everything. Um, okay. She was in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, Couldn't have been that then. Trying to... Tr- Trying to think of what else. Yeah. 
She looked familiar. Think of what else she's been in. She's been in a bunch of stuff, but like nothing like where she was like the crazy lead. You know what I mean? Like, mm. um, shit. What the hell was she in? What else is she in? I mean, she's been in a lot of stuff. Felicity Jones. I mean, she's like one of those like not so well known, but but known actresses. And now they're like sort of. She just got thrown to the forefront. That makes sense because I, I I I look at her face. I'm like I. I've seen her somewhere. I just can't place it. So um, she wasn't instantly recognizable to me. And so yeah, she, was, she was Jane Hawking in the theory of everything, which I think was her most recent, probably biggest thing. Okay. Um, who is playing the, I guess, moth or whatever, when it was in all white. Is that, is that a known actor? Uh, Genevieve O'Reilly. You know who I, at first I thought it was, was um, Lena Headey who played, uh, who plays Circe in the Game of Thrones? Wait, okay, I think we might be talking about different. You're talking about Mon Mothma. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're saying Mon Mothma. I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't hear. Okay, okay. Um, but you know who's the you know the Mon Mothma actress? She was in episode three, wasn't she? Oh, did she make an appearance? Okay. No, actually, I don't think she was. No, that it was a different actress, right? No, I think it's the same one. Wow, really? Because she looks like the same age. <laughs> it's pretty. Episode three, not six. Oh, episode three. When did she appear in three? Like at the end or during in the Senate or yeah, something? Yeah, she was hanging out with um Bale, I think. Okay. That's cool. So that actress is now in playing that role in this movie. That's cool. Um I think she looks very similar to the actor from uh, the original trilogy, so good on them for that. Um and and the person I was thinking of was the guy who I, I called him a moth. I, I don't know the Grand Admiral, not Thrawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. John is his <laughs> his name in this movie. Um, do you think that they're throwing a bone to the fans of of that of those books, Brian, by introducing this character? I really think they're not legitimizing the EU, but I really think they're using the EU because that dude, except for being blue, looks a lot like Grand Admiral Thrawn. The lead looks just like Jan Ors. Uh, Kyle Katan's like lurking in the background. Uh, Kanan from Rebels is now become like the blind Jedi. Oh, spoilers, I guess. It's, it's a month old. You should know by now. Uh, from the other books, like they're just changing the names, but they're using the same archetypes. That's cool. I think that's a great way to, to get to acknowledge the fans that were invested in the EU and still make it fit with the current universe, I, isn't it? I think it's great too. But I, and I, I've said this before. I love how they're doing it because the whole thing is that's a star Wars legend. Like you just got the name wrong. Your name's not Jan Ors. it's whatever Jonah Jin or it's Jin Orso. There you go. J Y N E R S O or so. Okay. All of the details are there, but through the retellings, you just got some of the details wrong. Like that doesn't make it not canon. That's 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 a very uh, clever way of handling of weaving of weaving it all together. I love it. Yeah, me too. I just like that Alan, Alan Tudyk's in it too. <laughs> Which actor is that? He was the he's the guy in Firefly, the guy from Firefly, Nathan Fillion's like sidekick, the red hair guy. Oh, okay. I didn't even realize that. Okay, so. Grand Admiral John, as we're calling him. Um, do you do you know that actor? Or it looked a minute like it was for a minute. It looked like it was the guy from House, but it's not. I'm not sure what actor that might be, or if he's a new newcomer. I don't know. 
I don't know why, but that character interests me. There's something about an evil person dressed in all white, you know, so that they're obviously like utterly convinced of their righteousness. Um, just sounds cool. Did, did, did you notice his sidearm? What did he have? It, it's like an old West, like peacekeeper. It's, it's got like a 20 inch barrel. It's huge. Badass. He, he looks like a, like a really serious, like, I will get this done myself kind of guy. Like he could be fun. Oh man. I hope so. I'm excited. I'm really like, uh, I want to know more about all these characters. I want to know more about what goes on. Um, I don't know if it's in the trailer or the stills, but at some point was not the hero heroine. Are we, or am I allowed to use heroine or say hero, whatever the main character is, uh, was she not in Imperial garb? She was in TIE fighter pilot. Guard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. So she might be a pilot too, and she might infiltrate. Oh, this this could be great, man. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of excited. Like I, I was really like, eh, these side movies, mm, not. But now after seeing this, I'm I'm kind of pumped, kind of psyched. Um, the next one is the next one's the Boba Fett one, isn't it? Is that uh, the next the next bit in between movie? I don't know. I, Are I they know doing they Han? I thought they were like casting that one and. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, they they could they could potentially be in the same movie depending on. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd love to hate Boba Fett, but I'm. They're really between Rebels being such a redemption of Clone Wars and the comics being so good. They're really like breaking away the barnacles of my like uh, <laughs> curmudgeonly uh, my bitter curmudgeonhood or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I I'd like to see the Boba Fett movie. That'd be cool. Um, I. <sighs> This is a one last segue. I even want to catch up on Rebels because I've heard some cool things about Darth Maul, whose resurrection I objected to strongly initially. So <laughs> I hated hearing that he was going to be like, ooh, back. And, and that was a badass episode. He was a great, like, character in that. So I've heard. And, uh, have you have you gone back and watched the Clone Wars stuff? His his arc there, Brian. No, I still haven't. I I want to I want to like do the whole series one of these days. But you should do it. And and again, when you can get past the fact that he's back and has stupid spider legs for a minute and has a stupid brother, it's actually pretty good. So I would check that out. Anyway, we we could get into a four hour discussion of Star Wars just based on this trailer, but not at all cautiously optimistic, guys, about this one. No, like I get tingles. Seriously, that one's going to be awesome. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm told I'm stoked for it. Especially after Force Awakens. I mean, they're obviously doing it right. Man, I I I'm watching, you know, now it's out on DVD or whatever. Again, it's my third favorite, only because one and two are like the best movies ever. That was a really <laughs> good film. I was Yeah, it really was really good. So you've upped your you've upped your uh your liking to it. Because I remember when when we did the, the the episode right after, you were like, Oh, it's a good movie. I, but, you know. I I still have a lot to complain about it. Like it was really derivative, mm. which I'm not, I don't really like. And I don't know, like BB eight kind of bothers me. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I don't know. Like he's like, like a little like childlike robot, like, and the, and the, like the thumbs up, like lighter. It, it's, it's like- a lot to swallow. <laughs> God help me, I love that scene, Brian. Yeah, like, I, and believe awesome. me, you know I'm the first one to be like, oh, how, you know, whatever. But Jeez, yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, that, just that scene with him and um, Finn was, I thought it was endearing. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. Like, I, 
well, I'm with you guys, Tom, especially you two. Like the, the cheesiness usually gets to me, but like it's just something about Star Wars being different, you know? Yeah. And Star yep. Wars is like my childhood. I like that. I will allow myself to laugh at that and be happy about that and not care that it's cheesy. You know me what I'm too. saying? Like, like it makes me, ha- it just makes me happy. I, I don't, I'll, I'll totally buy into the cheese. You know what I mean? I knew when the camera panned to the Falcon, when they were trying to get off of, um, Oh, what's that crap hole planet called? Uh, Jakku, that it was going to be the, Falcon. I just knew, but it didn't matter. I was like, right. yeah, like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So it just, it's because it takes me back to childhood. They can do any, all the cheesy crap they want. And I'm like, right. yeah, it's awesome. As, exactly. as greatest hits as it is, they, they really captured that magic, which yeah. is yeah. ultimately all that matters. Yep. And I think this movie is going to take the magic in a new direction. And I think it's going to fit very nicely into the overall history and I'm looking very much forward to it. They're, they're doing like everything right. I mean, they're so smart in that they're releasing these like in between movies. So you don't have to wait two years, you know yeah. what I mean? For the next movie, it's so smart. dude. It's like, it's like, and uh, I mean, most of our audience will probably be like, what football, but like, it's like the NFL, like they learned a long time ago that like the four months of football season is not just something that people want to see. So now like, you can turn on the TV any day of the year and get some sort of football coverage. Oh, yep. so it's the scouting combine. We'll check that out. Okay, now it's leading up to the draft and draft analysis. Oh, now it's talking about the contracts that people are signing. You know what I mean? People just who if you're into something, you you give someone something throughout the whole year and they're they're going to eat it up. It's awesome. Absolutely. I'm glad I, they're doing it. I read an article and I forgot what publication that basically said we'll never see the last Star Wars movie. Yeah. And yeah. uh yeah. It, between the comics and the show and the movies, if Star Wars is just something that continues throughout my life, and if I have kids, they it's something they grow up with and so on, that's cool. That's cool to me. Awesome. This, this is yeah. like a dream come true. So. I love it. I can't believe that like kids today can sit down with a life-sized, like real physical BB-8 and watch the movie with him. And I don't have one, but I, I've heard like he actually like cowers when Kylo yeah. Ren's on stage, and yeah. like, yeah. The, wow, what a time to be a kid! <laughs> it's amazing. It's awesome, and I'll I'll leave you guys with this little tidbit from uh, Emerald City. There were two things I wanted to mention. One, I was on an escalator, and a lady was dressed as Lum. Wow, <laughs> nice. And her baby was dressed as Ten, a little character <laughs> from Urusai Atsura. That was awesome. Heartbreaking was that the know-it-all in front of me was trying to impress his girlfriend. Oh, they are from Ranma. <laughs> oh, you kick him off the escalator? <laughs> yeah, I should. I should have committed an es- a de-escalation, a forcible de-escalation. <laughs> but that was really cool that like the mom was like that and had her baby dressed as Ten. And I wanted to run up and take their picture, but I was just like, uh, I don't know. I re- I appreciated it. That was cool. Two. And this really ties into this episode. The number of kids walking around dressed as the character, dressed as Ray and Kylo Ren, like, it, like it's really awesome that they that the kids today have their own Star Wars and that it's good. I love it. I really love it. It's really cool. I don't remember during the Clone Wars the kids having iconic characters that they wanted to cosplay. I mean, people would dress as the Jedi with the little knot and stuff, but, um. And you saw some Darth Maul stuff, but they didn't have the iconic villain and the iconic hero like they do with these movies, in my opinion. Yeah, very true. That were their own. So, anyway, 
Star Wars is like back and it's going to be here for the foreseeable future. Not that it ever went away really, but I'm really, really, really happy to live in this galaxy. Yep. And not one far, far away. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, guys, you want to wrap it up then? Anything else? I think that's it. All right. Well, I will commence the farewell by reminding our listeners that whether you're from the outer rim or the core worlds, you can check us out <laughs> weekly uh, on iTunes and Stitcher. We recommend maximum stars, a galaxy worth and positive reviews. Take us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, add us to your Google circle and join the nerd extravaganza Facebook group. Hop into your TIE Fighter and head on over to the newly, soon-to-be-newly revamped Death Star of a website, nerdstravaganza.com. Check out this and all of our back episodes. Jump on your speeder and head on over to YouTube and type in Nerdstravaganza into the handy-dandy search bar. Check out all of our video content. And shoot us an email at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com. Let us know what you're most excited about in the Star Wars universe. And with all that said... Grand Moff Brian, take us away. I can't do a Chewy. Damn. That <laughs> 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 oh, was perfect. And we're done. Good night. I pounded my companion. I pounded my companion. I pounded my companion. No!